Kathy Davidson, and I would like you to join me from here at Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. Today is the day of salvation. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan and you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to go on with this little mini-series, You're in a War. Welcome to warfare. You know, we signed up with Jesus thinking we got welfare and we get warfare. I want us to turn to John 10, 35. I'm going to go through several scriptures today. So if you can keep up, thank God, just come in when you can. John 10, 35, Jesus speaking. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came. The next phrase is what I'm after. And the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. You can't change it. It will always work if you believe it. If you believe it. If your faith is in that word of God, it will not fail. You know why? Because it's the Word. And the Word is up in heaven sitting next to the Father, and you can't change Jesus. Now, go with me to Ephesians 6. We are going to take a look today at you are in a war, and we're going to take a look at our adversary. Last week, we talked about us being our own worst enemy. Now, today, we're going to take a look at the adversary. And we'll probably spend a couple weeks on that lovely little thing because he is our adversary. And you know what? We're not going to run from him. Get this, ladies. Women with a quiet and a meek and a mild spirit that have the gospel in them, you never run from the devil. You never run from him. You run at him. Don't forget that. And you will see why today. Let us begin in Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, you brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's giving us the command, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That power is for us to walk in. It was given to us. Now, verse 11, how? Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor. Why would I need armor? Because you're in a war. And you're not going to go to war defenseless. God's not going to throw you out there defenseless. He says, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There's our adversary. Why do we put the whole armor on? So we can stand against the wiles, the methods of the devil. I love how Paul says, and we, we know the methods. And this word of God gives us the methods. 4, verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your war is not with your husband. Your war is not with your neighbor. 
Your war is not with your family. It's not with your employees. It's not with your fellow workers. That is not your war. Those are potential children of God. They are people you were put there to minister to. They're potential Christians. They are not who your adversary is. They are not your enemy. What resides in them is your enemy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's our war. Wherefore, because that is our war, take upon you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. To stand. And what do we stand in? We stand in the gospel. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, the free gift of righteousness, Romans 5, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel that Jesus died for us, that he was buried for us, that he rose again for us. That's on your feet. You know why? Because you stand in it. Because you stand in that gospel. It say in Isaiah 52, uh, how lovely are the feet of those that preach the gospel of good news. So that good news, that gospel, that Jesus died, he was buried and rose again on our feet. Above all, taking the shield of faith. You can't do this without faith. You cannot walk in the gospel. You cannot walk with God without faith. The Father said, the just shall live by faith. Not that the just will live by going to church. The just will not live by the Ten Commandments. The just will live by faith. They'll live by faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So now we see that armor. But we're going to take a look at our adversary. If you will turn with me, to Isaiah 45, 7. We're going to learn a couple things here about the devil. And the first one we're going to learn. Isaiah 45, verse 7. This is the Father speaking. We'll go in verse 5. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God besides me. See that? There is no God beside me. Scripture cannot be broken. Lucifer, the devil... Whatever you want to call him, he's got a lot of names, is not a God. There's only one God. There was two, now there's only one. Jesus was a God, but he became a man. So now, the Father speaking, there is no God besides me. I gird thee, though thou hast not known me. They that may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and look at this and create evil. Did you know God created evil? Did you know that God created evil? 
I create evil, I the Lord do all these things. How did he do that? Go with me to Colossians 1, verse 16. For by Jesus were all things created, all things that are in heaven. So Jesus created everything in heaven. Do you know that means that Jesus created Satan? Jesus created Satan. He created him. He created good. He created evil. Jesus, everything was created by Jesus. All right? By him were all things created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible. Principalities, powers, mights, and dominions. We can't see them, but they were created, and they were created by Jesus. If you consider this, and it's hard for our little pea brains to get around this, but God inhabits eternity, and so did Jesus. Inhabits eternity. He never had a beginning. He has always been. Always been. But the rest was created. All the angels were created. All the cherubims were created. They were all created. We were created. The heavens and the earth were created. So at one time, there wasn't anything. But the Father and Jesus. And then they started creating. And Lucifer, Satan, the dragon, was created. It says, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Jesus. And look at that next little phrase. I love these little words. They've got a lot of weight to them. All things were created by him and for him. Did you know Satan was created for Jesus? Satan was created for Jesus. Jesus is the one that created him, and he created him to use him. He created him to use him. 17, and he is before Jesus, is before all things. And by him, all things consist. You want to know why the stars stay up there? Because of Jesus. You want to know why the earth turns the same place and rotates the same amount of days? Jesus. No, it is not gravity. The flesh calls it gravity. The spirit calls it Jesus. By Jesus, all these things consist. They stay. All right? And he is the head of all things, the church, which is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. And in all things, in all things, Jesus has the preeminence. It was created by him. It was created for him. And it was created so he could have preeminence. So he could have preeminence. Now, if you will go with me to Isaiah 14. Let's take a look at Lucifer. Lucifer, our adversary. Verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Look, fallen. He is fallen from heaven. O Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend unto heaven. I'll exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. And what's it say? Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. 
thou should be brought down to hell. Lucifer was with God in the beginning, and he fell because iniquity was found in him. Turn with me to Ezekiel 28. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. You don't have to be. He's fallen, and we'll see that. Uh, chapter 28, verse 13. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. We know that. Genesis chapter 3 talks about Satan talking to Adam and Eve. You were in the garden. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the topaz, and the diamond, and the beryl, and onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. See? Satan, Lucifer, was created, and Jesus created him. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. There are only three anointed cherubs. Three. Lucifer was one. Michael and Gabriel are the other two. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And I have set thee so. Thou hast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Iniquity found in thee. Do you think God knew it was there? He created good and he created evil. He knew when he began creating all this what the end of the story was going to be. Revelations, it says that Jesus was crucified from the beginning. Before the world was even formed, Jesus was going to be crucified. He was going to the cross. The gospel was there from the very beginning. Now, verse 16, by thy multitude of thy merchants, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. There's our adversary. Now, turn Hebrews 2. If you will read in the word of God, Satan was cast down to earth. And he didn't like that. And he brought, of the angels in heaven, he brought a third of them with him. Now, some of those angels are not here on the earth. Some of them are already in hell bound. But Satan is not in hell. The devil is not in hell. He is here on the earth. He is not in heaven. He was cast down. He's here on the earth. The earth was given to Adam. The earth was created and given to Adam. It says he was given dominion over the whole thing. Here, Adam, here's the earth. It's all for you, all the animals, all the plants, all the land, all the sea, all given to you to have dominion over. And what did Adam do with it? He handed it over to the devil. When he sinned in the garden, he handed the dominion of the earth over to the devil. A man did that. A man had it all, and a man brought sin and death into the world. It wasn't here. But Adam brought it in. So you know what Jesus had to do? He had to become a man and get it back. And get it back. 
And that's what we're going to read here in Hebrews 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children, all of us, are partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus also himself likewise, likewise. You see that word likewise? For as much then as the children, you and I, are partakers of flesh and blood. That's what we're made of. We're made of flesh and blood and bones. For as much as we are partakers of that, he also himself likewise took part of the same. What do we know in Hebrews, I think it's 10, it says that Jesus said, Thou hast prepared me a body. Thou hast prepared me a body. And we know from a couple weeks ago, Jesus left heaven and he divested himself. He laid down all his godly powers. Had to. He divested, laid them all down, emptied himself of all his godly powers And became a man like us. Why? We'll see right here. He also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death. Through death. He might destroy him. That had the power of death. That is the devil. And that word might isn't in there. It's not in the Strong's. It says that he himself likewise took part of the same. Flesh and blood. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That was the devil. And you know what that word destroy means? If you study it out, it means to make of none effect. To make a none effect. To take away all his authority. Oh, the devil's got power. He's got power. But he has lost the authority to use it on us. If we'll believe. He has lost the authority over us. To use it on us. If we will believe. You know the devil has only. The power that you give him. And you can take away. What he's got. That's the authority. Now notice it says through death. Is how Jesus was going to have to bring it back. Why? Because Adam brought death in. And the only way to overcome that death is to die. And I've said it before, you can't kill a God. You can't kill God. He had to become a man so he could die. So he could die for you. Not for himself. He died for us. And with that death, taking on our sin, taking on all the curses, the poverty, the sickness, the disease, the lack of security, all that lack of peace, all the things that caused that death and that sin caused to put between the Father and us. Jesus came as a man and took on his own body on the tree. He took everything that was between us and God, everything, all that sin on his own body on the tree. He took it all. Isaiah 53. For the father laid the iniquity of us all on Jesus. And Jesus took it. And he took our sin. On his body. For us. And then for us. He died. He died. 
Did you know Jesus' death was for you, for me, so we wouldn't have to die? We wouldn't have to die. You say everybody dies. There are two deaths, first of all. There is a physical death, and then there's a spiritual death. The spiritual death is hell, the lake of fire. Jesus paid so that if we believe him, he said, if you believe Jesus, we won't go to hell. We won't go to the lake of fire. That's the second death. But you know what? There's a whole group of us that aren't going to die physically. There is a whole group of us that are not going to die physically. We will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and we're out of here. And we will not die. Oh, that's going to be fun. All right, let's go back and look at this. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Go with me, uh, the last verse, Ephesians 1. When Jesus came out of that grave, Satan was judged. All his authority was given back to Jesus. Jesus says in Matthew 28, when he met with the disciples after the resurrection, he said, all power, all power, all authority, all power is given unto me. Given unto me. When he came out of that grave. He overcame death. He overcame the spirit of death. He overcame the spirit of hell. He overcame every spirit, every demon was pushed off of him. He overcame it all. He said, all power has been given unto me. Let's take a look. Ephesians 1. I'm going to begin in verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? To us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. And he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Look at this. Far above. Far above principality and power. Not just over the hill. Far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. You know Lucifer has a name. He's got several. And Jesus is over them all. He said, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things, to the church which is his body, the fullness that filleth all in all. You know how Jesus is going to put every enemy under his feet? Through us. Through us. Do you know what's in you? Do you have any clue of what's inside of you? How many here are born again? Do you know when you were born again? By Romans 8, you received the spirit of Christ. You received the spirit of Jesus. Do you know who that spirit is? That spirit in you is the one that went to the cross for you. That spirit is in you. In you. Not only in front of you, not behind you. He is in you. And that spirit in you, that spirit of Christ, that Jesus in you went to the cross and handled the cross. And then he died and handled hell. 
that spirit's in you. The one that conquered hell is in you. Conquered hell. The one in you conquered Satan. After that, God brought him to heaven. He was raised from the dead, but it didn't stop there. It didn't stop there. We stopped. He died, he was buried, and he was raised again. And God brought him to heaven, set him in his own right hand, far above principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named. That man that's sitting next to God in heaven over every power is in us. He's in you. And the more you get the flesh out of you, the more you got him in you. In you. We have no clue of the power that is in us. In us. What did Paul say? The hope of glory, which is Christ in you. In you. You didn't get a wimpy Jesus, you know, crying on the cross. When you were born again, you got the man that conquered it all. Seated at the right hand of God. Angels, principalities, and Satan subject unto him. That is in you. Do you see why we can cast out devils? I love what Smith Wigglesworth said, and he said it so clear. He went to deliver a woman that had 32 devils in her. He, when he went there, there were five guys. She was a woman about my size. He said she was very petite, young. Five guys were holding her down. She had that much satanic work in her. So he shows up. They got her up in the attic because she's crazy. Smith walks in. That devil takes one look out of her eyes, and he says, you can't cast us out. And I love what Smith responded. He said, you're right, but Jesus can. Smith knew who was casting out the devil. It was Jesus in him. Now, do you want that strength? Do you want that spirit in you? Do you want the man that is seated at the right hand of God where every name is underneath him? That every principality, power, might, and dominion is under his feet. Do you want that in you? In you. Well, to do that, you must be born again. Jesus said that. He said that in John 3. He said, you must be born again. A religion didn't say that. A church didn't say that. Society doesn't say it at all. Who said it? Jesus said it. You must be born again. And when you are born again, you get that spirit, that spirit that is in heaven, sitting next to the Father in you. He comes and lives in your heart, not your head, your heart. And he leads you, and he guides you. He's your shepherd, and he'll be in you. And he talks to you. It's a wonderful thing. He talks to you. There's a relationship, a relationship between you and the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings inside you. How do you do that? Pray with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name. Amen. And anything you ask in his name, he will do it for you. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson 
and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.